Thank you for tuning in to the Curator's Cup podcast, a podcast where creators tell their stories. This podcast is produced by Timbrook Group. Timbrook Group is a group of creators who are striving to make the world a more beautiful place through the things that they create. You are welcome here, and we're excited to share our stories with you. Welcome back to the barn for another episode of the Curator's Cup podcast. This is Trent, your magical radio DJ, here to guide you on the next adventure. Well, we've made it. Season finale. Um, It's been quite a journey. Uh, We've had a lot of really fun guests from all over the world. Uh, It's interesting because I didn't necessarily record them all in the order that they were released, so I, I can't remember the earliest actual recordings but uh, we had Paul from Denver um, who talked about music and his kind of process of going from working a job and sending emails all day uh, to get venues to play him to now, well, not with COVID, but right before COVID, touring all over the world with different bands to um, pastors, to artists, to journalists, to, um, yeah, just so many different people. And it's been really fun to hear a lot of the same themes run through our conversation. Um, a couple of the big ones that I want to touch base on today in our season finale. Again, it's going to look different. I don't have an interview. It's just going to be me talking and kind of reflecting on where we've been and looking forward to where we're going. And as a podcast, it has always been my intention to give wisdom nuggets from people that are making the world a more beautiful place. Take those wisdom nuggets that they have and pass them off to you, the listener. And so some of these themes that keep coming up, some of these nuggets are things like giving up control and receiving feedback and how community is such an integral part to a life that is seen as full and joyful. Um, And so if we can remember all the way back um, to the very first episode, if you haven't listened to it, it's episode zero, I believe, Content Creation with Josh Reynolds. We talked about this idea that we have in our world two options. We can either choose to try to hold on to control, um, and that could be control of anything. It could be control of a relationship. It can be control of... A song that you're writing it could be in control of the meal that you're cooking it could whatever it is um, we have this I would say and I think our guests that have touched on this subject would argue as well a false sense of control over our lives there are we have a bit of control some small amounts of control yes but for the most part life is out of our control and so we can either choose to give that control up in faith, or we can hold on to it and, and end up losing it anyway, uh, which we kind of talked about how that is, how we experience anxiety in our world today, when we want to control something, but yet we lose it anyway. It slips through our fingers. Um, yeah, that's, that's when anxiousness creeps in and, and those negative thoughts and, um, yeah, things that I think we all can agree on regardless of the art or the medium or the job that you have I think we all experience that at some level um, 
fast forward uh, to the episode with Paul when we talk about feedback and how he had to decipher which of the feedback he was getting was good and which of it was not helpful and, and how that has helped him on his journey. I think all of the artists that talked about receiving feedback at one point or another mentioned that it was a really difficult thing to do, that when you put your heart into something and someone looks at it and says, eh, I don't really know if I'm, if I'm understanding what you're trying to say or eh, that just doesn't speak to me in that way. Um, or you have the opposite where it's just people love it and it's, it's all great feedback and then there's no, there's no critical um, feedback that allows you to help hone and, and master your craft anymore. So I think different artists talked about both ends of that spectrum and I just want to touch base on that a little bit today even. Feedback can be incredibly helpful if your identity is not in the thing that you're producing. I'll say that one more time. Feedback can be incredibly helpful when your identity is not in the thing you're producing. What I mean is this, if I am making a song or a poem or a podcast and my sense of worth is found in what other people think of that product, then the feedback can either it's going gonna, it's gonna to polarize my emotions. I'm either going to get great feedback and I'm going to be on cloud nine and not have a, a real sense of my own ability to fail, which can be dangerous in our world. Or on the other end, it could not be received well and my, my worth is now taken out from under me and I don't, I don't feel worth anything because someone did not like the thing that I produced. Um, but when our identity is not in that thing that we produce, but it is in something else, we're able to then hear that feedback and decipher the wisdom out of it. And so I, I loved how a lot of our different guests talked about that. that it, and it, was, it wasn't just an automatic thing, it was a process for them. Um, so the third kind of thing I wanted to look back on in this podcast was this idea that community, life with people, make our world a sweeter place to live. And so I'll kind of dive into that a little bit. I um, think of Ashton, um, the surfboard shaper, who you know, had this, had this incredible skill and, and from his perspective has had that skill for a long time. He's been making things with his hands um, ever since he was a boy. But what really sparked his love and his joy for what he's doing in shaping surfboards was his friends that would ride it. His, his friends, his people around him that were like, I love what you're doing, I want, a, I want a part of that. And that catapulted him into where he's at now, where he's able to provide for his family by shaping surfboards. And he touched on this in the episode, but it's not even about the money for him. It's about the getting out in the water, seeing someone surf, learning how their body moves, and then getting to craft something that goes hand in hand with that person. And so it's not even just about the success of an art form or the success of a company or of a business, but it's it's about the moments in life where you get to jump in the water with your friend and spend an hour doing what you both love because you guys are going towards the same goal together. Um, Aaron talked a lot about creating community in his episode uh, where we 
uh, talked about his journey through churches and where he's at now with the table. And he mentioned his wife's unique gift for creating community. And, and I asked him how, why he thought that was. And I thought his, his answer was pretty sweet. I, I want to just kind of repeat it here again is her ability to listen and actually care about the people that are in front of her allows her to then remember names and remember stories and help people feel valued and special. Uh, one of the rules of the barn is that, I think there's three rules that the girls live by. It's always be awesome, make other people feel special, and obey the first time. And don't quote me on, I think it's something like all those three things. But I love that rule of always make other people feel special. And so in, in the questions that that Suze asks and the questions and, and how she listens. She's making people feel special, which then give them the invitation to come back and, and bring everything, bring the hard things, bring the fun things, bring, the, bring life as it is and present it to one another. And that's, that's community, when we can carry those burdens with each other. We're not, we're not drowning each other in, in venting over things or, um, negativity but we're we're real and i loved how i think every single artist and creator that we talked to in this season shared that to some degree so why why, why recap these things why are we talking about it and i i just want to take this season finale and to just celebrate everything that these last three months have done um getting to watch artists grow and learn and and as an artist and as a creator get to grow and learn and hone um, and get to look forward to a next season and so for for us um, season one will be the only season that we are in the barn we um, moved to indiana after we got married and landed in the barn as a place of refuge and that season has has coming to an end and we're looking we're looking towards a new exciting season getting into a house having some land in the country um, so this season ending even comes at a really sweet time and, and before I even started the podcast I was like I would love to do seasons and have kind of themes in these seasons maybe do 12 episodes that gives me about two and a half three months of really grinding and working and then maybe take three months of respite. So I'm really excited for these next three months to get to fix and build a house. And all the while I will be interviewing and, and gathering another list of creators and guests to tell stories. Um, some things I'm excited to do in the future is actually have artists and musicians share their work in the podcast. And so playing a piece of music and talking about it doing things more of that sort rather than just talking about the process of creating for them but actually have them break down some practical things that they've created because when we create things to make the world a more beautiful place it's the conversations around the art that are important and so one of the things that i learned in doing these interviews and talking to these guests um, learning from their lit wisdom is that so much about the restoration of the world around us through art comes in the conversations that we have around it and so that's why community is so important that's why 
we need people to interact with things together and have a conversation. I was talking to my dad a couple weeks ago and just kind of reflecting on, we had a hard conversation. It probably was around politics, but at the end of the conversation, I really loved his ability to say, hey, it's okay that we don't agree because having these conversations is what's going to grow both of us. And I, I loved that. I loved that wisdom from him that even, even in some hard, potentially polarizing conversations, if we can come to the end of it and see the humanity in someone else's eyes and say, I understand that you have an opinion that is different than mine. And even if I don't agree, I can still care and love you. Um, and I think our world needs more of that. As the last probably three months have shown us, the media and social media want to polarize our opinions. They want us to be either this or this, and if you're not this, then you're not a part of my tribe. Um, and I, I want to challenge us as listeners can we have conversations with someone that don't agree with us? And can we look into their eyes and see the humanity behind their opinion? Because just as much as our worth and our identity is not about a thing that we produce, it is also not about an opinion that we hold. And so if we can understand our own identity is not in something we do or we think or we say, so much so that the person across the table from us has that same truth, that their identity is not in anything that they produce, anything that they think or anything that they say. And so as we give feedback, it's not, a, it's not an attempt to attack or slander someone's character, but we can give feedback about the product and have it separate from the character of a person. For example, when I have an argument with my wife, and I really want to win the argument. Let's say, let's say the argument is about what we're doing for dinner. Maybe I really want red meat and she wants chicken. And we're, we're having a discussion. And if I go to give my argument about why we should have red meat, and instead of talking about the benefits for health and red meat and taste of red meat and ease of cooking red meat on the grill, I talk about how she never blah 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 or I I attack her character so that her so that her opinion feels like it carries less weight that's not loving and I watch people do this in politics in giving feedback to artists in regular everyday discussions we devalue the person across from us so that our opinion has more weight so that we can win that argument which is not a loving thing to do, guys. And so I just really want to challenge us. The next time you're having that conversation where someone disagrees, can you, can you recognize how you're approaching that disagreement, how you're approaching that argument, and giving, giving the person across the table from you the worth to, to have a valuable opinion and actually talk about the debate points within that thing. Um, it's going to be difficult, but I just would challenge you to to think about that because when we, as a community, as a people, can have conversations and talk, we are going to grow. And when we grow, we make the world a more beautiful place. And that's what we're here, we're about here, at Timber Group, at the Curators Cup, 
whatever it is, everything that we do has that goal in mind. And so challenge you to do that. And if it falls on your face and it's still a crappy argument and you end up saying things you regret and cutting someone down, there's grace for you. Absolutely. Um, And hopefully the person across the table from you has the same grace. But if we're not striving to grow and we're stagnant, that, that breaks my heart, not only for you, but for the person across the table from you that isn't going to get to grow because the thoughts and opinions that you have are good and are challenging. And we need to be able to chew on things that we disagree with. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some things we hope to accomplish next season of the podcast and some things that you guys can be looking forward to come November when we drop season two. At Timbrook Coffee Group, we are dedicated not only to helping you make the best coffee possible, but are also here to help you run your shop as efficiently as possible. Don't let the stress of running a shop keep you from the things you love, your family, or the rest that you deserve. Let Timbrook Coffee Group help you identify ways to streamline your systems, cut your bottom line, and increase your revenue so that you can enjoy work again. Schedule a free consultation on their website. Go to timbrook.coffee backslash cafe schedule today. Welcome back to the season one finale of the Curator's Cup podcast. I learned early on in my life that I love new things. I love new adventures, new seasons, new jobs. Um, fun story about me I probably have held more jobs in my life than I have years um, which at 28 is pretty hard to do you've got to have jobs for very short amounts of time but growing up I would work a job I would feel and again this is this is probably not true I probably never mastered a single thing that I did but I felt like I had mastered it and the the newness the difficulty, the the freshness would wear off, and I'd be like, well, all right, let's jump on to the next thing. And so I have been a bicycle mechanic. I've been a car mechanic. I've done exterior painting. I've worked on a golf course. I worked at a water sales shop. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Um, and some of, the, some of the jobs that I've had, there's seasons in my life where I held three different jobs at one time from doing one-on-one behavioral therapy, to teaching sixth grade math, to working at a coffee shop, all at the same time. And so this newness, this new adventure um, has been a common theme in my life. And it's interesting to watch as I grow up and as I watch my family grow, that that desire for newness to change. Um, I think I'm slowly settling and and I'm watching this it's almost like a third person perspective where I'm seeing myself in an out of body experience watching watching myself slow down and want consistency um, and I'm just like well, who is this person um, but yet when I go back into my body that rush of newness still is so attractive to me and so this podcast has been incredibly fun for me to have both of those things, to eat my cake and have it too. I get to do something new. I get to have new conversations. I get to wrestle with different things and have new challenges in each episode and still yet have the consistency for my family that I'm not just 
jumping jobs and, and jumping into new things and, and creating chaos for them. And so looking forward to this next season and, and getting to have some new guests, some old faces, um, having a little bit more experience behind the computer, learning a little bit more about production and audio, getting to work out the kinks and have grace for myself where things don't sound perfect. I remember the first few episodes of the podcast, I would just incessantly try to edit all of the imperfections out of my out of my words, uh, my stutters, my ums, my likes, all the all the things I didn't like about myself. And then as the podcast went on, I think part of it was a it's just that took hours and hours and hours, and I didn't have hours and hours and hours. So I think part of it was just by proxy, I had to learn to be okay with it. But also just hearing these artists pour out their heart. And the common thing was they never were, they never felt like what they had had to produce was perfect. No one worked until they bled for perfection. And, and even if they did, they would admit they never achieved it and just at some point had to be okay with releasing it. And so even in interviewing for this podcast, I learned even about my process. Um, the last episode that we did with Keel was really sweet. He taught me a little bit of things about GarageBand and helped me set up my mics a little bit better. And I'm just always blown away with how and, and again, this is my worldview, but I, I do believe that God teaches us lessons. Sometimes in, this, in the season that we're in, in really sweet, unique ways. And so when I am attempting to bring these wisdom nuggets to an audience, what's really happening is I'm learning these things for myself. And I have to rethink what I know in order to have fullness and have life. And so, yeah, I want to be a storyteller and how I communicate. And I'm not good at that. I'm, I'm learning. But I also value story and how we as humans connect to story. I value listening and caring for people, learning to ask good questions, engaging, engaging a broad audience with a very narrow topic. And these are all things that I'm not good at yet. But I'm super thankful for you guys as an audience to continue to give me that grace to keep listening. And hopefully it's not boring you to death. Or maybe it's putting you to sleep and that's, that's great. You know, if I can be the lullaby for America, I love that. One of the things that I really am excited for in this next season is to have, A, not a global pandemic um, that drops in about the same time that I'm trying to start something new, but also getting to sit down with people and ask them just different questions than they may be used to hearing. And I think one of the things that I learned in this last season was which of my questions took listener or took the, the interviewee by surprise um, and which of them felt like rehearsed answers. And I want to do more of the taking the interviewer by surprise, asking them questions that they maybe have never been asked, asking them to reflect on things that maybe they haven't reflected on in years. If you listen to the episode with Rebecca Prouse from Graves Co. Pottery, I think that was a great example 
where I just felt like she was such a storyteller in her answers that it just drew out so much of those really interesting facts. And we got to talk about spirituality and her pottery and, and how she looks to make the community a better place through the things that she creates very specifically without me having to ask that directly. I want to get better at that. And so one of the things that I encourage you as a listener is to give me feedback. What are the things that you're enjoying? What are the things that sound good? What are the things that are like, ah, I don't love this? I need to hear because um, I want to grow and I want to practice taking feedback because if I'm not practicing what I preach, then I'm what good am I? I have this theory and I don't know how well it is supported by fact or experience, but it, it's my theory, and since it, I'm the only one with a microphone, I get to share it, I suppose. But what if, as, as humanity, we have been tasked to partner with God in bringing the fullness of restoration that I think we all long for? I think there's a common human experience that we have where we know the world that we live in could be better. It could be more full, it could be more rich, and we're always, we're looking for that next thing, that next hack, you know, whether it's a diet program or um, a supplement or maybe it's a business habit. Um, you've got all this, this whole self-help industry aimed at giving you 30-second life hacks that are going to make your life incredibly better because we all recognize that there's more to this life. And uh, I'm not here bashing on self-help. I, I love a lot of that stuff. I think it's incredibly interesting. So much of my even schedule is based off of some of those business strategy, time management, self-help books. So that don't hear me say that. What I'm saying is there is a common human experience that this world could be better. And there's something that we can do to make it that way. And so my theory is this. What if we as humans are tasked to do that? Whether it's writing a book or helping someone with habits or help, you know, it could be any of those things. But we, if we are stagnant in our lives, if we're stagnant in our community, we're not going to experience that fullness. So I want to challenge you the listener over the next three months I may not be dropping podcast episodes every week but we can be having conversations so reach out to someone and have a conversation that's difficult reach out to someone and give feedback not based on the character of the person but just based on things that you see in them help make the world a better place through the conversations that you have through the way that you listen the way that you care for people. Maybe it's host dinner once a week. Maybe it's going on a walk with your neighbor because they walk alone every day. Um, there's so many creative ways that we as a, as a human can love another person to make another person feel special. And I just want to encourage those things to be happening. And I would love to hear about it. If you have an experience like that in the next three months, shoot us a line, um, email us at info at Timbrook Group, uh, share your story. 
if you want to jump on the podcast, if you have if you have a story and you're like, I, I think this is worth sharing, please reach out. We'd love to. That makes my job easy. If I've got people coming to me saying, I want to share a story, I'm here to help people share stories. And as I learn how to tell stories, as I learn to be about story, any feedback, any help you can have for me, I gladly appreciate. I'm by no means the master here. And so for the next season of the podcast, I'm really, really, really excited to have a more focused aim on story, have my interviewing skills honed in practice, um, have the audio quality of the episodes be better, all of these things, yes, but even more so than that, I want to be better at making the world a better place through the things that I create. And so I'm gonna do that with you. I'm, I'm going to be creating things in the next three months that hopefully challenge us to care a little bit less about ourselves and care a little bit more about the person next to us because that is where I believe the world is going to change. We talk about this idea of love and peace in our world, and I've been reflecting on what that even means. What does it mean to have peace? What does it mean to, to love someone? Um, and I think it's something that my wife and I talk about and have been talking about since we've been dating, is love at the end of the day comes down to a choice. There are moments in, in our relationship that we're not stoked and we're not enjoying each other in that moment. But love is choosing to continue to choose the other person, even when we don't feel it. I think, and, and that goes outside of the bounds of even a marriage relationship, but in, in friendship. In, if we can choose to love one another, if we can choose to see the value in the person across from us, that ability to recognize their worth is where we're gonna have that empathy, where we're gonna grow that love. And it's not easy. By no means is it easy. I think it's one of the hardest things you can ever do. But if you have ever been loved in a time and in a place where you did not feel you deserved it, you know how deep and profound that experience had on you. I would be shocked if someone had experienced a time where someone had loved them when they did not deserve it and it didn't change their life. You know, whether it's a parent or a sibling or a, a, a spouse or a partner who saw the brokenness in you and chose to step in in love and kindness anyway. I think of the moments where I fail my wife, where I, my temper is short. And I remember, I don't remember exactly what the fight was about, but I can remember the area around, like I, could, I can see my closet in San Clemente. I can, I can, we had these huge, nasty mirror doors on the closet that my wife just hated. Um, but I was standing in front of them kind of looking at my feet in the mirror and she had just chosen to love me in spite of myself and I, I don't remember what I did I'm, there's a slew of things I could have done because um, I'm by no means perfect 
but that moment in time where she said, Trent, I love you anyway. Like, I get it. You hurt me in what you said. But I love you anyway. And I'm not going anywhere. Like, that that moment in time has been etched, has been burned into my soul. I don't know that I'll ever forget it. Even if I don't remember exactly what it was we were fighting about, I remember the feeling of being chosen. And, and just, you know, the things that come up, like the shame, the... All those things come up and, and meet that love face-to-face. And the shame gets melted. That love is so intense that the shame and the guilt and the, the frustration of myself melted away because her love for me in that moment was so strong. And guys, we have the ability to do that for people. Because if you are in relationship with anybody... If you're in interaction with anybody, they're going to hurt you. And they're going to fail you. They're going to be, they're going to frustrate you. But if we can constantly meet those things with love, it actually melts away the ugliness in ourselves. Um, and so, in our in our current cultural climate where things are polarized, and you've got both sides of of the country not having constructive conversations about how to move forward but are attacking each other's character and both sides believing these conspiracies and and just wanting wanting things to be different but not willing to have a conversation about how would how do we work hand in hand with each other you're going to have these opportunities so my challenge is next time you have, you're in that situation, listen, hear the story of the person across the table from you. Even if you don't agree with the premise, if you don't agree with the logic, sit and listen. And instead of trying to win an argument, empathize. Put yourself in their shoes. What would it be like to feel what they are describing they are feeling? What would it be like to feel the fear that the person across from you feels? So much of my wife and I's disagreement comes down to difference of fears. So when we have disagreements or arguments or frustrations with each other, it's usually because either I'm afraid of something that she is not or she is afraid of something that I am not. And we clash when one of us tries to communicate that fear to each other and the other person doesn't meet us in it. Either we ignore it, um, and I, I probably do this the most often, so I, she very often meets me in my fear, but she will be afraid of something and I don't meet her in it. And I just, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not afraid of that. And so I can live this way. And I have very little grace or patience in those moments. But when she feels most loved and cared for is when I sit and I say, yes, that is scary. And don't try to change her mind about it. Allow her to feel that fear. Allow her to experience that fear and together move forward in it. Fear does not have to be crippling. And when we aren't experiencing that fear, I think we can articulate that. But I think it is so much harder in the moments where we are afraid, where we are feeling all that fear. We don't have the ability to rationalize our fear in those moments. We're just scared. 
And I think that's partly how we are, how our brains work. When, when fear is coursing through our body, it's because our, a part of our brain that tells us to be afraid of something has now th- overridden the rest of our brain. So our rational thought isn't happening. Our cognitive thought isn't happening. We're just, we're in fight or flight. Right? We, we all know those terms if we've taken any sort of science class, but what if we could recognize that in someone else when they are afraid, being like, oh, they're in fight or flight mode. And so even if you do have a disagreement or want to have a conversation, it usually isn't a good time for that because no one's able to have a coherent debate when they're in fight or flight. They're either trying to flee or fight, which is why we have all these discussions that end in just fighting with each other because... You can't, you, you don't flee the debate, you fight in it. And then it becomes not a constructive conversation, but it becomes a, an attack on someone's character. So enough of the psychology lesson, enough of my rambling thoughts. I just, I want to leave us with the hope that it does not have to be the way that it is. That we can have constructive conversation. We can have love for one another, even when we don't agree. And... I would love to keep in line with the wisdom nuggets that our guests have given us over the last three months. That it's okay to produce something and receive feedback. It's okay to give up control and have faith. It's okay to allow your community to see the brokenness in you because there is this beautiful thing called love that when we meet each other in those moments of fear, and love one another, there is where the life is. That In that intersection of my brokenness and love is where life happens. So, again, this has been the season one finale of the Curator's Cup podcast. Thank you for listening to my ramblings. We are going to take a three-month break. I'm going to compile some interviews. I'm going to get a house fixed up studio built down in the basement so that when we come back in November we are going to just be able to drop them weekly again so again keep on creating keep doing the things that you're doing and we will probably be putting out episodes recap episodes um, over the next three months just so you guys can keep having us in your ear but again this is Trent signing off until November of 2020 I want to take a moment to thank everyone who joined me on the podcast, from Josh Reynolds to Paul Whitaker, Deaton Pidgeot, Christian Spinella, Ashton Pickle, Adam Quirk, Chris Finkner, Aaron McKay, Rebecca Prouse, Nick and Levi from Utopian Coffee, Amy Cavanale, and Keel Carlquist. Special thanks to Quentin Bemis, who did some production work with me behind the scenes, and the rest of the team at Timbrook Group. Music for this season of the Curator's Cup podcast is brought to you by Whitaker. To listen to more of their work, go find them on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold. You can also find them on their website at whitakerband.com. This podcast is produced by Timbrook Group. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, share us with your friends, let us know what you want to hear more of. You can also support our podcast by going to our website, timbrook.group backslash podcast, and clicking on support or by emailing us at support at timbrook.group. Thanks for listening and keep on creating.